When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russell Miami's Lemon. Hope you're all safe and well. It's coming home. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon. See <laughs> so you made a read time and put new content on. As always, we'd love to thank our lovely channel sponsors there at the end of the pen. Untuck it. Check them out in the description below. So um we've had lots of people ask us because we we did a few of these um sort of just before the end of the season. And so we're bringing them back uh, as we look forward to the new season. God, new season. Mental, obviously, after you've won the uh, the uh, European uh, Championship, of course, of course. Um, but you know, new preseason has started. You've seen the West Ham boys are, are running around Scotland at the moment. We can't see them because it's really misty. Um, but obviously, we'll have full full capacity back. So I'll talk to our guest about that in a minute. So obviously, we've got today. We've got an Everton fan, but not just any Everton fan, not just any Everton fan. We've got Mike, but not just any Mike. We've got Mike from Blue Boys Network. Let me bring him in. Where is he? Where, where is he? There he is. We're here. How are you, boss? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. You excited about Boris's announcement? It's about time, any I mean, it's about time. Eighteen months I've I've not stepped foot in Goodison. Really? Park. Wow. Uh, my last game was was a was a gutting uh one one draw with Manchester United where the where the ball hit well, it didn't hit Sigurdsson and it was called offside and it's mad to think that that was 18 months ago. You know, my little boy, he fell in love with football when when we scored the opener and we thought, my God, we're going to beat Man United at home again. So it, it sort of, he needs to go back and experience a win because it killed him at the end of that. It really did. It's bad, isn't it? It is bad. It was like the other day, obviously, because I've been, I've been still going during lockdown. Um, and so... Um, I was, but I'd got, but I was getting, they sort of made it in, into a car park. So I got a car park space, so very lardy da. And, and obviously, the last time I got the train was when 
we had that week where everyone could go, where two and a half thousand could go. So I, I went to the, that was in December, I think it was, December last year. Or yeah, it was last year. Something like and then the la- then after that, the last time I went on the train was the last game of the season. So that was about sort of about five months gap in between. So it, it's mental. But I'm so happy with it. It's sort of like it's been confirmed. I mean, we thought it would happen, but at least it's been confirmed. So, yeah. you know, all systems go. Pre-season kicking off. Yeah. Yep, same same for Everton today. All all the boys were there. Rafa Benitez, obviously new manager, coming in. Um, Hamish Rodriguez coming back to training. I didn't expect that. I, I thought he'd be off from Everton's perspective, mm. and obviously from your perspective, from a West Ham perspective, really exciting season ahead. Really, you know, European football. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a promise of investment by your by your owners, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, David Moyes, who has done a a very good job and as i was speaking to to corey um a few weeks ago on, on mm. one of the west ham one of the other west ham channels it, it it's all very positive at west ham all yeah, very it is. positive isn't it is for a change that makes sense um we've had a lot you know this and it's, it's it's a cycle thing at west ham every fifth year we have a good season so you know, the last season after this was the last season at the bowling before then it would have been the season we got to maybe even more than that maybe even more than that we had 10 years because i was thinking in you know, there i mean the season we went to the fa cup final before then was 99 when we went to one into tota cup so it's almost like a so you know as you said yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a pot it's things are looking more positively but you know i mean you know same with you guys you know it was it was all not looking rosy but you was you know beginning end of the season you were looking right okay here we go here we go Ancelotti, nice summer what what it's like it was totally out of the blue weren't it really everything that's went it just went fuck you know shit. Yeah, it was uh to be honest it was mad because if you think about it from an everton fan perspective we didn't have a great season last season no. you know a lot, it started a lot of off people, great started off great didn't you yeah a lot of people probably would have been you know um sort of looking at everton and going well they they did okay they probably mm. did as expected 10th maybe in and around eighth ninth that's probably where people expected everton to be but from an everton fan perspective we were really disappointed you know you mm. you, you go out and sign hamas rodriguez alan decore you, you know you feel that you've got some good firepower in calvert lewin and richarlison and defensively you know pickford's had his issues but over the last six months he's been fantastic yeah. but before then he was he was bang average if not mm. poor and then on top of that conceding silly goals the style of play changed we went from being really aggressive at the start of the season blowing teams away mm. to, to losing games 1-0 2-0 at home you know we we lost to you guys we lost to Leeds we lost to you know these teams are in and around us yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. that at Goodison Park ordinarily I'm not saying you'd expect to win, but you'd expect Everton to at least give them Have a better go. game being yeah. the home team. Mm. And we didn't do it. And and it's results like that 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 really cost Everton at the mm. end. You know, the mm. home form for Everton Football Club to only win five games at home is a mm. disgrace. Yeah, yeah. It is, you man. know. Really it is. Is. There you go. I think I think it's one of those things, man. I think it's one of those things that, you know, and I know there's been a lot said of, you know, having the season, you know, no fans and, and stuff like that. And and I think, to be honest, no disrespect, but places like Goodison Park, the more traditional grounds, 
which are which are the 12 as you said that 12th man you know when i mean i've christ i've turned up to your gaff and sat in those wooden seats and got completely troused you know and yeah. and you know you fear going, going to there to be honest. but similarly you look who went down this year all tight small grounds you know uh sheffield united i mean the downturning form for them as soon as restart happened like season four last their form just went like through the just went completely through the ground um fulham west brom these big these sort of teams even bernie you know tighter grounds it did make a difference i really think he did in some respects um in other ways it wouldn't i mean for us yeah the beginning of the season was quite toxic so with no fans in the stadium i think it actually helped us sort of it gave Moyes time to sort of get into the season a little bit um but there were times where if we had fans we wouldn't you know I look at we went we was three and up against Arsenal. We drew three all. Um, we would have won that game easily. Um, you know, and there's certain games like that where you know it's it's. I think definitely you know he said Goodison Park was always a always a hell. I used to hate going to Goodison Park because it was so intimidating the atmosphere. So look, it's it's all started again in Rafa. You trust now, so it's yeah. what it is now, isn't it? Some of us do. Some of us do. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I've never I've never seen an Everton fan base so. Uh, so disillusioned about the future mm. no we started we, we were like that i think there's a lot of people at west ham when Moyes came back into the field you know it's like oh again but you know a lot of people have had a bit humble pie and i you know i'd hope that it's the same with a lot of the the anti benitez crowd review guys as well you know we've several times this season we've had to eat humble pie i'm thinking craig dawson we you know who the fuck's Craig Daw? You know, you know yeah. you couldn't get into the Watford team. Watford fans were laughing that we took their worst player. You know when we paid five million pound for some Czech right back from Slavia Prague. You know who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. Um, Jesse Lingard. You know, there's loads of times where I thought you know he's done a wrong in here, but look in it, he's done he's done what he's done. And, and um, now I mean I feel a bit excited. It'd be interesting to see what happens now because obviously you know Richarlison now you know with a new manager a new manager comes in has he got his own ideas who's going to bring in and stuff like that but hey you know you've got him so we won't get him that's good um <laughs> he no turned us down he you. turned us down he turned us down for this um are they, uh, what they call real madrid yeah don't know who they are but um he turned us down for them uh unbelievably then <laughs> we got slavin village so oh well oh well <laughs> oh well oh well Didn't that works happen. out well that worked out well. That worked out well. And obviously, are you like me? Because obviously, Pickford, Pickford, England, and Euros, and you know, it's coming home, all that stuff. Um, and and this will go out obviously before the semi-final and stuff. Are you the same as me? Because obviously, Declan Rice is so integral, and the same as yeah. Pickford is like so integral. Do you feel extra anxiety when he plays? So you yeah. know, if Pickford, like I remember Robert Green fucking up in the 2010, you know, against USA, and he was a West Ham player, and I felt, I felt personally responsible. Yeah. yeah do you know what i mean like like the other day when pickford went for that like head gone swirt, like volley outside the box as an everton fan i thought oh no yeah i'll be fuck off or, or if declan rice is a back pass or, or misplaces a pass yeah, or does yeah. something i feel responsible it's really weird yeah. it's really it, bizarre it, it's mad really because you know me included you know in december I, I wanted Jordan Pickford out of Everton Football yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah. I was done with him. I was finished. You know the clangers he'd made. You know some of the the errors of judgment he'd made. And all of a sudden he started to just he's got his head together. You know he saw yeah. a psychiatrist. Um, he spent some time with a with a sports analyst who sort of said, 
look, you need to sort this out. You need to get this right. He's had a little mm. one. Um, he, he sort of, he, he, he appears to me like he's matured. And yeah. I think for England, he's always been fairly mature. Don't get me wrong. He still has his moments, but he's always been fairly steady for England, which is why mm. he's always been England's number one, which, mm. which even if you'd have said to me in January, I wouldn't have said Jordan Pickford's England's best goalkeeper. I would have probably said it was Nick Pope or or or, or Henderson or I'd even have gone as far as St Johnston. But mm. when I look at Pickford now, I, I do think he's head and shoulders above them. Mm. And then that might be being an Everton fan. It might yeah, be. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, man. I think you're but right. I, but I think now I think he's proving it, and he proved it for club as well at, at the end of the season. And I just don't want it. I don't want him to wreck it because. I sort of worry that once he's made one mistake, they might come flooding back. And I yeah, really yeah, yeah. hope he doesn't. You know, I want him to I want him to go through this tournament, keeping clean sheet. You know, there, there is absolutely no reason England couldn't keep a clean sheet yeah. against Denmark. Yeah. And if Italy beats Spain, I think we can keep another clean sheet because mm. I think Spain's a different ball game. They're very aggressive, quick passing. Lots mm. of passes. They've made over 4,000 passes in the competition. Very aggressive team. Lots of possession. I think they'd score against England. Mm. Mm. But Italy, I think they'd struggle. And this is where I sort of sit there and think, if England win this tournament by winning 1-2-3-4-0 the other night, then happy days. I'll take yeah. that. And, and, and for, for Jordan Pickford and Declan Rice, who, in my opinion, have both been absolutely integral to how well this England team has been, um, it, it, it it's good to it's good to see. You know, yeah, you, you don't want them to mess up, dear, because you no. want them to carry on. But I do have this slight worry that you know maybe a club will come in and go, oh, we 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 like Pickford, and off you go. Yeah. And that's the trouble. Isn't it? It, that's the flip side. Isn't it? The flip side is you want your players to do well, but you know, you know, decks in the shop window. You know, and so is Pickford, and so is Calvin. Yeah. Calvin. I mean, what what I love about what I love about this England team is it's not monopolised by the greedy six. Do you know what I mean? Now it's like as you said, Pickford, Declan Rice. You've got you've got um, Phillips as well. You know, those sort of three have been sort of the, the almost first three on the on the on the shopping on the shopping list on the team sheet rather. Yeah. Um, and even like Saka. I mean, I mean Saka. You know, Saka. He, he Saka wasn't necessarily a. You know, I mean, Arsenal weren't, were they for ninth this season, something oh, like that, you know, and they still came in and Sancho and Bellingham. It's not just Manu and Liverpool players anymore, um, which I love because I just think it's so important. I mean, look how Real Madrid is, you know, no Real Madrid players in the Spanish side. Mm. That's a huge thing. And so, you know, the Italian squad are the same, isn't it? I think they're saying like 12 different clubs in the Italian. That's, that's, that's how it should be, though. It means yeah, yeah. that all the best players are distributed amongst the league and you have a stronger league. Um so that's and why think, people should buy Declan Rice. I think yeah. you see that in the Premier yeah. League. You know, uh, I would say, I would say five, six years ago, ten years ago, you would can see a consistent top six. And although you do see a consistent yeah, top yeah. Six now, I don't feel like the gap is as big between say tenth to seventh, no, as six to say fourth and yeah, fourth yeah. to second. And I, I do think Manchester City are head and shoulders the best mm. team in yeah. this country i really do but um I, I don't necessarily think the gap between everyone else is that big although no. 
I, I think Manchester United could potentially close the gap. I think they could. I think they could. I think it's. I think you know, it's a bit like when Leicester won the league, and then all the other and all the big boys started spending a bit of money. Like shit, yeah. you know, we've you know, we've dropped the ball a little bit, and I think that's going to happen. For, I don't think it's going. I think it's going to be a season out. I think because I think all the effects of COVID, you know, are going to still affect the bottom line for a lot of teams, and we probably are seeing that now, and maybe even in January as well. Um, yeah. But I think the next next summer you'll see some big purchases. I mean, who who you know, if you had a checkbook today, you know, for Everton, who do you think? Who would you who would you get in? What what areas do you think you guys need to improve next season? You know, I, I was just about to ask you the same question actually, so I'm glad you've asked that. But. Uh, <laughs> For Everton, we need a right back. I think yeah. that's abundantly obvious now. Seamus Coleman has been a fantastic servant to Everton Football Club, but he's certainly not the player he was five years ago. Um, we've got John Joe Kenny, who is, who is the number two, who isn't good enough. Ben Godfrey's played at right back, but mm. being honest, we'd prefer him to play at centre back because um, still to this day, although he probably wouldn't have played, I would have put Bain Godfrey in front of Connor Cody in the England team, for example, just yeah, my yeah. personal opinion. Um, so definitely a right back. I think we definitely need a ball carrying midfielder because I don't think Allen and Decore do that. James is more of a distribution player rather than a ball carrier. Yeah. And and we need one, if not two, wingers because we've got Bernard and Iwobi as our wingers. And... Mm. They're just not good enough. If Everton have got these ambitions, which every time I hear our chairman say we've got ambitions to be top of the league, we've spent £530 million in five years. I mean, we must be at times the laughing stock of the Premier League because every transfer window, people say, oh, Everton have won this. You know, they've got Alan, Decore, Godfrey, yeah. Rodriguez. They've had a great window, fantastic. We finished 10th. Yeah. And it, it's 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 not good enough. So somewhere down the line, something has to go right because it, it's getting to the point now where it's shit or bust. We've mm. spent so much money, it's shit or bust. And, mm. you know, we've spent £50 million on players like Sigurdsson, £30 million on players like Balassi, £28 mm. million on players like Klassen. It's not been good enough. So recruitment mm. for Everton, I think we need five players. I think we need two wingers, a ball-carrying midfielder, a right-back, and potentially a striker. And if my arm was twisted behind my back, I'd go and get a goalkeeper on a free transfer just to be number two to Pickford. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, about I mean, you? Well, I, I, well, again, it's like it's one of these things where it's sort of getting, is it the... Pull it, is getting the horse before the cart, or whatever you know, because now yeah. we're in a situation now where this season, you know, we, we potentially we, we've definitely got an extra six, get an extra five games. We get a bye, don't we, in the third to the third round of the Carabao. So we've got an extra five games really this season. I don't think we're going to get in the group stage, but who knows? Who knows? You know what I mean? It's a European tour, where are you? lads on tour. Um, you, who have you got in your draw for you? You haven't. No, August the twenty seventh. But we're because our coefficients are so shit. We'll be playing. We, we, we're not seeded, so we'll be, I think we're in the third pool. So we'll have a Marseille or whoever drops out of the Champions League qualifiers. So we'll have some good teams. We'll have, you know, we'll probably have, we either, you know, it's either going to be probably the, the, the Payet derby, derby where we play Marseille yeah. or the, or the Real Betis derby where we play Pellegrini. Um, so, you know, someone like that, a couple of big boys. So we, we don't know. You don't know West Ham. Um, but I think for us, um, we are, I've always said it all season, we're a striker away from being a dangerous team. Um, you know, we haven't had a striker um, who fits the Moyes way. Um, 
you know, uh, I can tell that? you that from an Everton fan's perspective. Yeah, Moyes. I said this to Corey again. As yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Moyes has got this tendency to build a fantastic team that will play for you, work hard, you know, really play for the shirt. But he destroys strikers. I mean, yeah. To put it in perspective. Everton managed to sign James Beattie, who had just scored yeah. 21 goals for Southampton. He scored eight the season after. Andy yeah. Johnson, 22 goals for Crystal Palace. Mm. He scored nine the season after. Um, Yakubu was the only striker of any note that Everton actually signed and he scored 20-odd goals in one season. Yeah. But then after that, he, he fell apart. Um, Moyes has got a real tendency not to know how to play a striker. So yeah, he tends to just buy it. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously he converted Antonio, he converted an Outovich. Um, you know, a lot of people, we, a lot of the ones we were sort of looking for more, I'd say, right-sided forwards. Yeah. Um. So you know, so I think for us, we, we need we need this 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 person up front. You know, some sort of Antonio-shaped striker we need. Um, because I think we hit the cross. I think we hit the post twenty-three times last season. So if 10 of them had gone in, then we'd be in the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's got this tendency, and Moyes has got this tendency to be able to do that because even at Everton, you know, he converted uh, Manuel Felena into a striker. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he converted Tim Cale at times yeah. into a striker for Everton. So he does have this tendency to sort of, I don't know whether he does this at West Ham, but what he tends to do is he does have a striker on the pitch, but that striker ends up coming really deep and sort of coming into midfield and mm. being an extra player in that line of defence. But mm. as a result of that, when they rotate and they, they attack, they attack quite quickly. I did see that yeah. with Jesse Lingard, with you guys. Yeah, no, yeah, it does. Yeah. And he, and obviously he gets Antonio to run down the channels. So, yeah. you know, she's great when he's, when he's fit. Um, so, you know, and, that, and that's, I mean, I've always seen Antonio Moore as a right-sided player. I think he'd terrorise, you know, full-backs are smaller than centre-backs. That's why I've always, <laughs> I think he'd absolutely destroy someone. Um, so that's what we want. We want, we want a striker. Somebody's going to get us, you know, I'll get. I'll take Danny Ings. You know, he's turned, turned a four-year contract down. I'll take him. I'll take Danny Ings. Oh, uh, yeah, I think... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, look, I think, I think we can guarantee him European football, though, Mike. That's the thing, isn't I, it? I, well, this is, this is the thing. I, I, West Ham would be a good fit for Danny Ings, to be honest. Mm. West Ham would be the perfect fit because they're, they're, they're now in Europe. So let, we can, you know, you, you can yeah. sort of take that. Mean. And even if you, I don't want to sound like disrespectful to West Ham because I like West Ham. Oh, even, that doesn't matter, Mike. Come on, we're team friends. Finishing Europe next season. Yeah, which could happen. Which could happen. Danny Ings is the sort of player that he'll have the spotlight still on him. If you get what I mean, he 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 will stand out a little bit as yeah. that creative goal scoring player, and yeah. and he'll, he'll help West Ham because yeah. he'll have the people around him who can feed him the ball. The, the one thing about West Ham. And on paper, they're actually incredibly creative. You know, Funaus, Yarmolenko don't mm. even play that. Look like they play, mm. but they don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. And 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 a lot of Premier League teams would would die for players who were that that creative on paper. And that's without talking about your ball carrying midfielders, the the players who can break break down, play behind, and distribute the ball quickly. Danny mm. Ings would be a perfect fit. West Ham, he really yeah. would, and and 
it'd stand out enough that if it didn't go well at West Ham, say you finished eighth or ninth next season, he would still, still enough people would say, well, we'll, we'll go and get Danny Ings. So it's not yeah. like he doesn't not like his, Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think, so I think someone like him and then sort out Jesse and then... Do you, uh, do you still sign Jesse? Do you think that'll be done? Do you know what? Honest, I'll be honest. If it was, I, I'm. I think if it's more than again, we don't. I mean, we don't know what's going on, do we? We don't know what's going on. I wouldn't pay more than twenty five million for him. I really wouldn't. He's twenty eight, but it's like my Mini Cooper. I say he's done twenty five thousand miles, and it's fifty. It's about twelve years old. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't played. If you look at him and Harry Kane, who are the same age, Harry Kane's probably played about hundred games more than than Jesse Lingard. So he's got some. He's got some miles on the clock. Do you know what I mean? But there'd be no sell-on value, and that's very unlike West Ham at the moment. You know, we we, we bought Suchek for sixteen. You could probably get sixty million for him today, easy, no yeah. probs. Sufal five million, twenty-five million, I reckon. You know, yeah. you know, Bowen, you could double your money on. So you know, so it, it, now it's a different way of work. So Jesse would probably break the mold a little bit, but I think he's worth it. Um, so, but Danny Ings, oh, I'd love Danny Ings, but yeah, but um, Jesse striker, I'd want a left back because Aaron bless him, Aaron Cresswell. He's, he plays better when he's playing. He, 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 and that's what I like about Moyes, though. He, he moisifies. It's my verb for him. He moisifies players into different types of players now. Yeah, so yeah. I like him, but I like him as a back three centre-back. Um, and so I think we need left back. Then Masuaku's back, but a what, goalkeeper. Do you know what was funny about, about Alan Creswell last season? And, and I haven't got the stats to hand, but I know at one point, and he, he may still have finished it, but at one point, he was the top assist-making defender in the Premier League. I think he still was. I think he was by the end of the season. But he was definitely was West Ham, and that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he was. He was one of the top assisters. And because he, he's got a whip on him. He's got a left foot whip on him. He has, you know. He's, he's a, he's a, he played really well. I think he had I think he had eight assists last season. That's what I mean. Um, so, you know, and from a left-back or left-sided, you know, centre-mid, centre centre-back, you know, that's not bad. So... You know, I think there's a few tweaks. I think I'd like to get another goalkeeper in because Fabianski, this will be his last season. Um, he hasn't, yeah, we give him a one year. He's going to, he's got one year contract left, an extension. So I'd like, I'd, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love Sam Johnston. Uh, I think he's a great goalkeeper and someone you could build your team around for many years. Yeah. Um, and it's Mark Nagel's last season as well, isn't it? So we'll see. Well, you miss him. Because a lot, a lot of West Ham yeah, fans I, love I miss, him. yeah, from a, I, you know, from a club perspective, from a team perspective, he doesn't play very, you know, he, he's our 20-minute man. But next season, I imagine he'll get more game time playing in Europa League, the cup games. You know, Europa League, Europa is, is naturally slower pace. It would suit him more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's Mark Noble, isn't it? It's Mark Noble, you know. <laughs> it's just like, you know, Mark plays a seven, we put him down for an eight. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's Mark Noble, so he gets a he gets a bonus already, a FIFA, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like like bronze attribute card or whatever. So um it will be sad, but if anything, it's gonna I'd hope it will benefit West Ham more because him leaving, Declan Rice will go in, will you know, he's he'll be the main man if he stays next season, season half next. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. It's exciting, I'm excited. We've only got like, you know, pre it's a pre-season and you know, we've only got this funny one more week of the Euros left and then uh then all the pre-season matches start mm-hmm. again soon. You got any any big games in pre-season? Uh we've got Celtic away. 
Although I don't know how that's been affected now because Scotland's lockdown procedures, are, they're a few weeks behind, aren't they, than the English ones. We've got, I think we've got Dundee United and, you know, we'll probably have a pre-season. We usually have a, a match uh, the week before yeah. at London Stadium for the Betway Cup, which we get through to the final every year. No, no one picks up on that fact. Every year we get to the final of the Betway Cup. We're the only team who can invent a cup and have never won it. I think we've won it once. Um, <laughs> I love it. So I think we'll be playing, and, and uh, again, it probably depends about, I imagine it'd be the same as last year, where same as you guys, where most of the pre-seasons were against sort of UK opposition because of COVID. Yeah, ours is a bit weird this season. So we're going to Florida. Um, but Florida's all open, isn't it, really? I mean, America's open, really. It is. And we're, we're, I'm pretty sure we're playing Arsenal. I love so it, we're, we're, we're flying to Florida. We're play, playing against Arsenal. We're playing against decent teams. We're in this Florida Cup. There's four teams. And we're, nice. we're, we're playing against Arsenal and some of the others. Um, and then... We come back, I think we've got just a standard sort of fixture. I can't remember if that might be Preston or someone like that. Yeah. And then we play Manchester United at Old Trafford. That's our pre-season. I love it. <laughs> it's so random, isn't it? I love it. I love I love who comes up with these pre-season games because they're so random. And it's like it's almost like Benitez fancies a little trip to Florida. This was done before Benitez pre-start took over. This was actually like this one. No, he, he's, he's got a time. It's like always West Ham. When, 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 old, uh, when your friend of mine, Big Fat Sam, was yeah. in charge, we'd always be going to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, always in Dubai. He loves it. He loves, loves it. Dubai. Dubai. Loves dubs, doesn't he? Loves a bit of dubs. as big old Sam. Right. So, uh, what we try and do on this show, this 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 thing we do, is put together a team of players who have played for Everton and West Ham, just to show, doesn't matter what colour shirt we are, we're all the same underneath, and we are, and we've been reasonably successful. I'll be honest, it it didn't work well the first time we did this because. We picked Sunderland was the first person I chatted to, and there was no goalkeeper ever in West Ham's and Sunderland's history who played for each other. So it really fucked up after the first bit. So we had to put Jimmy Walker in as a coach. So we'll have a go now. As as Mike alluded to, he's twenty seven. I mean, I'm I'm only I know I don't look it, but I moisturise. I'm thirty nine actually. No, tell tell I'm forty in a couple of months' time. Um, but you know, little 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 tip: keep moisturising, man. Keep moisturising. <laughs> It pays dividends and shave your balls as well too. There you oh, go, Manscaped. There we go, Manscaped. Twenty percent off. Use the coach. Use the promo code West H twenty and check out. Um, <laughs> have I got it? Yeah, still got it. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Manscaped. Um, <laughs> there we go. Done. Um, so we'll try and put down this this eleven now. So there'll be there'll be some time. So basically, what we try and do is we will try and come up with a team. I think we could do it. I think it's going to be a bit of a weird team, but we'll do it. We'll do it. It's a, it's a laugh. It's only a laugh. Now, I'm, all, I'm all right, to be honest. I think we might be all right. Here. You, you, I'm relying on you with the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right. Okay, so in goal, right? So we could have had George Kitchen, as you know, who played in he played for West Ham from 1898 to 1905. You know that. And he played from Everton, I believe, from 1905 to 12. Top um man. But we know that top player, top player, Mr. Reliable between the sticks. But one player who he didn't actually make a league appearance for us, but he was on our books and he played for you. Um, we could have had two, actually. There's a player, obviously, uh, Richard Wright. 
Yes. Richard Wright, I think it makes sense because he played for both clubs. We could have put Chris Woods in because he was a co goalkeeper coach at West Ham. That would have been really cheeky, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a, he was a goalkeeper coach at Everton as well at one point. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. did the rounds. We'll put Richard Wright in because he was actually... Oh, was he? Because mm -hmm. ah. obviously Alan Irvine's left. Well, he hasn't left. He's gone up. Well, he's sort of gone upstairs, I think, at the moment. He's, he's become a technical consultant, which yeah. seems like just like Zoom call. Yeah. Seems like yeah. a Zoom call. That seems like my type of job. I'll be a yeah. technical consultant. That's a turn to trading. Earns the the phone. Grand and sits on Zoom. It's fantastic. That'll do me. That'll do me. I'll be David Moyes' technical consultant. But I mean, but obviously last season he was he was on the touchline, wasn't he? Because obviously Moyes had the COVID, didn't he? Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't even realise, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I'm up at the top of the stadium, so I'm in the gods. Mm -hmm. So I I look at the pitch and it looked like a guy with with white hair. Yeah. He looked a bit like it. It was only when the camera panned on him. I was like, that's not David Moyes. It was like, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got away with it if it weren't for you pesky kids, you know. That's yeah, yeah. what it was. It was only afterwards I realised. But we'll put Richard Wright in goal because he actually played for both teams. Well, he enough. didn't play for West Ham. But he was, in there. He, was a, he was on the books. That would do. That would do. But obviously, Chris Wood's absolute legend of a goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. um, right. Okay. Defender. Who? Yeah. We'll, we'll just do defenders. Large Jakobsen. Yard, oh, yes, Lars Jakobsen. Oh, oh, big fan of Yards Jakobsen. Let me just whack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whack him in. I'm gonna tell you why I whack him in because I'm gonna, I'm gonna put someone different on the left. But Yards Jakobsen, he did it. He's a, he was a solid, solid player, weren't he? Yards, I loved, I loved him. I did. He, he was really weird actually because he just was a hard working player. And, mm. and Everton played him, I think, at one point. We both we played him right back and left back at different times. and he just did a job. Like he just did a job. He was he was I think we had him for two years or or a, or a season. Yeah. And he he was just good. He'd just get up and down. You need players like that, don't you? You need those players who are just gonna come on and just play a six or seven. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He was just steady. He was just steady. Yeah, yeah he was a good player. He was a good he was we, same we, same with us. He was you don't you know, I couldn't pinpoint a game he played for us. I think he made about 20, 20, 20, about 20, 30 appearances for us. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a bit like that. We had like loads. We had a guy like George McCartney. He played for Sunderland as well. He was just yeah. solid. I don't remember him making a mistake. He was just solid. He played over 100 games for us, but he was just yeah. solid. Um, and you need those in that team. Um, we'll put Yars Jakobsen in. Right, okay, we'll put him in. Right. So next defender, I'm going to go with Slaven Bilic. Yeah, good choice. Good, Good choice. choice. Yes, has, has to be super slab. Has to be super slab. What formation are we going for? By the way, is it four four two, four three three? What are you doing? Four. We'll go. F I reckon. Well, we'll put four four two. Part yeah. of the reason is it's because the only graphic I've got. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. More than anything. More than anything. More than anything. We'll put we'll put super slab in. So you know, so so far we ain't. You know, so far we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Right. Okay. So let me just uh, stop that. Okay. So who uh, next defender? Go on. You 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 go for a defender now. David Unsworth. Oh, David Unsworth. Let's put David Unsworth in. And I, and oh. I, I think I might have a wild card for the left back as well when we get to that because I don't mm. know how many times play left back for you lot, but. I know we play well, we, well there's I think we're all I reckon we're gonna be all right. I reckon we're gonna be all right. I think we're gonna be all right because we can always put Yars left back okay. and then put the right back in. Because I'm gonna go for now. We I, I was gonna put David Burroughs in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bit, bit, the man, bit before me to remember to be He was a bit before you, a bit before you, he was. And and I thought, do you know what? Yeah, and uh, he was I mean he was a 
he was a good player for us. Did you know? It was a solid player, solid player for you guys as well. Now, as a guy who I, I believe he made, I reckon he made about fifteen appearances for you. But he was our captain. He was yeah. an Australian, Mister Lucas, Lucas Neil. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Oh, you see. And I'm going to put Lucas Neal right back and put Jakobsen left back. Yeah, yeah. Because we could do a job. Uh, So we'll put Lucas Neal in. Uh, I love Lucas Neal. To be honest, he was... was, I think... Did we get him from Blackburn? I think... Uh, I can't remember No, he came from from, uh, us to you, I think. Was it West Ham to us? And I remember when we signed him, I think it was a free transfer. Yes. I think we got him a sort of defensive cover and every time he played he was fairly solid like yeah you know, he, he just did a job it was great he, 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 you know it was it was obviously part of the uh the australian connection weren't it really Tim it. the timmy cahill australian connection and mm. it just worked you know so but yeah solid honestly and he it was his captainship which kept us up the mm. famous great escape um I love, I love this graphic love this oh look it's a finely tuned. It's not like your Irons United shit. This is finely. Uh-huh. Tuned. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. We're going to have to have a discussion about this. I'm telling you. Oh, we can talk. We can talk. We can. I. I. I I'm, I'm the. Uh, I'm the. I'm the consultant for all the. <laughs> for every everyone. So, right. Okay. So right. So we got right. We got okay. We're doing all right. Okay. Let's go into midfield then. So your first midfielder then, Mike. Are we go. If if you want to go from wing to wing. Don Hutchinson has to go on one of them. Talk to you, which one? Okay, we'll put. Okay, let's put. We'll put Deadly Don. Uh, okay, let's. Let, we'll, we'll do. We'll whack him in the middle for time being because I think we're gonna be. I think we, you know. I think this is. I think this is. We're gonna do all right, uh, Hutchinson. Now, Deadly Don. What a player! I love him. And he was a boomerang player for us, obviously, because he left and came back. Yeah, yeah. And I love a player who leaves and comes back. By all accounts, we offered him more money than staying at Sheffield United or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Man. Um, I, I love Don Hutchinson. I, love, I thought he was a great player for us. He, he did a good server. job for Everton as well, didn't he? You know, he, he, he played in an Everton side that wasn't great. Let's let's be mm. fair. Mid-90s, early 2000s, you know, that sort of... Everton weren't a great side. And he did all right. You know, he did all right for Everton. Um He's he still he still talks really highly. Obviously, I follow him on Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff, and he still doesn't respond to my DMs. But anyway, um, uh, uh, but he always speaks really highly about Everton through yeah. his interaction on Twitter. And and I think I think Everton fans would speak highly of him. I just I think I think the one thing I think was a criticism. And again, I'm going back to me being eight nine years old, so yep. this, it's it's not easy for me, but. I think sometimes, not necessarily his distribution or his final ball, but you sort of he could beat someone. But it was almost like if he could pull the trigger, he wouldn't. You know, yeah. and, and I like a player who had his ability to either cut in, whip a ball in, or take a shot. And I just think for Everton, he just didn't get as many goals and assists as what he could have done if he just acted that little, just that little bit quicker. And that's probably mm. what stopped him being a, a higher rated player because he was a good player. He was a steady player. Yeah. But he could have been, he could have been a, you know, he could have been In a the real upper echelons. Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean, man. I know what you mean, totally. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Um, but, you know, great servant for both, for both. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go a bit off, not off-paced, 
but I'm going to go a little bit into the archives. Um, partly because, well, I'm going to the archives a couple of times because uh, I'm, I, I don't want to put Enna Valencia, and I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> so I'm going back. I'm going back, sort of early mid '90s, to a player called Danny Williamson. Yeah, yeah. Now, Danny Williamson, oh, I, I love Danny Williamson. He was, he was, a, a, he was, oh, he, he could have been, oh, he could have been king, bless him. Injury, he was obviously fantastic for us. Went to you guys, ended up getting injured uh, quite, a, you know, it was pretty much the end of his career, really, unfortunately. Yeah. But he was a fantastic player, and I put him in because I'm desperately trying to get him on the show. Um, <laughs> same as Hutch, same as Hutch, same as yours, same as yours, actually. Yours, get to get yours is going to come on soon, right? Okay, so, um, everyone, I'm such a whore when it comes to West Ham players, right? Okay, um, so who's gonna, right? So, you you get your pick now. Who's your pick gonna be? Well, this one's difficult because in my time, the only other sort of midfielder that sort of springs to mind is Hitzelsberger, yeah, yes, and, no, yeah, 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 um. He didn't play that often for Everton, to be honest. And I don't think he played that often for you, like, did he? He was one of those really frustrating players because um, obviously his his reputation preceded him. Really, you know, from Villa, and you know, he called himself the Hammer. He was always going to have to play for West Ham sometime, weren't he? The name like yeah. the Hammer. Um, my 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 one um, one Hitzelsberger memory was I can't remember who he played. Oh, it was someone in the Premier League, and he did one of those, you know, one of those the hammer shots yeah. in the first half. And then at half time, we brought on Martin Allen, Mad Dog. Yeah. We brought him on to do a little, you know, half time interview. And and I've told Martin this story as well. He doesn't remember because he was pissed. But basically, he he enjoyed the hospitality. We'll just say that. We'll just say yeah. that. And um, so asking him, so you know, Thomas's goal first half. What did you think? He went, yeah, it was good, which is surprising because the last time a German turned up to East London, they bombed the place. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. <laughs> we have not interviewed Martin Allen since on the pitch. <laughs> so uh, uh, so that's it. That's it. That's why I give him it. That's why I give him it. He's in, man. He's in it. Yeah, that's why. All right, we'll put we'll put the hammer in. We'll put the hammer. Right, you know what? We've, we've, I tell you what, I tell you, if we're if we're on the old um the older uh, money 10 10p a letter we're doing all right in that midfield aren't we oh it's williamson hutchinson hitzelsberger one pound 50 a letter oh we'd run out of zeds pretty sharpish um right i'm gonna put it my, my my choice i'm gonna put another old guy in also because uh i saw him the other week um <laughs> I was talking about this to him so so there's another one i'm gonna have to put in as well because i was talking to him about it i'm gonna put in mark ward Okay. Yeah, was, yeah, Mark Ward, fantastic servant for West Ham, and 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 he was obviously played for Everton as well. Now, Wardy was a you know a, a well a terrier terrier of a player, um, part of our boys of '86 team that we still talk yeah. about. You know, um, finishing third. You know, that's 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 where we are. That's why you know when we have a bit of success, we enjoy it so much. You know, we still we still revere these guys who finished third in in 1986 so uh okay. i mean but you know he played a fair whack of games for you everton guys could have been, everton could have been champions of europe that season yeah yeah they could have been they no, could have been no no it could have been yeah what could have been we could have won the league we could have won. We, we should have won the league that year 
He had a really rubbish beginning yeah. to the season. I was only four. I was only five at the time, um, but I've heard it, heard the stories all over again. So I know that is the case. Um, had <laughs> many a player night. Right. Okay. So we're doing well. We're doing right. And actually, I think that's good. I think I feel like it gives just a nice balance across the midfield. Mm. Um, right. Okay. Up front. We're not sticking Valencia in, so I'm cool with that. Um, the only other one that I remember in in recent years is Nikita Jelovic, who, yeah, yeah. who for Everton in his first eleven games scored nine goals. Who we've won mental. He was he was um, he was he was his his one touch finishing was absolutely out of this world. In the he he almost won us an FA Cup. You know we yeah. we, ended, we ended up losing to uh we ended up losing to liverpool in the semi-final after being one nil up um but honestly if we'd have just carried that on we we would have we would i'm convinced that yeah we would have won the fa cup oh i just i loved it i was so gutted for it he just didn't hit the heights that you know when we signed him we, we signed him for a raft of players you know it was a really exciting time and um oh, i just thought he would have been ironically he'd have probably done quite well for us now Really, sort of target man who had a bit about him, but yeah, oh, he was, was such a good player at Hull, and obviously at you guys, and just didn't. It's quite funny, it's quite funny yeah. really. What, what? Because even on his last game for Everton, um, we knew he was leaving, so we we played QPR in the FA Cup, and I was at the game, and he scored two goals, and he missed a penalty for his hat trick. On oh, his no. last game at Goodison, and you know when you, he was never a nasty player. You wanted him. I wanted yeah. him to get his hat trick, and uh, it almost made me think, God, why the hell are we selling this guy? But QPR <laughs> were in the Championship at the time. Everton were a, a very decent top five, top six Premier League tie yeah. at the time. Or, made sense. I was, oh, I was just a bit gutted for him that he didn't quite get that hat trick. Yeah, I know. It'd been a lovely send off, wouldn't it? But he's got I me, mean, you know. As I said, just never really. I can't. It didn't, it didn't score that many for us. Just didn't really, didn't really click. But I was so excited because he was. I was a, a play. You know, certain players. I mean, you know as well. When they, when you know, you play against them, you're thinking, I swear, he always used to score against us. You know, it's like with Yakuba used to always score against us and stuff yeah, like that. And West Ham. oh, he loved scoring against West Ham, didn't he? Um, so did like Rashford. What's that? So did Lukaku for Everton. He, oh, Lukaku, yeah. Oh, Lukaku was even worse, wasn't he? Oh, Lukaku. Any any team, when he went Man United, he'd score against Chelsea. You know, he'd always we, score against we, us. We, we loved it. It was really weird with, with, with Lukaku up front because from an Everton perspective, you know, we had a very good Leighton Baines at the time. I remember him scoring two free kicks in one game against you. Like, yeah. um, I, I remember, I think it was Ross Barkley might have scored a last-minute free kick against against. It might have been you, like it might not. It it might might possibly. Been, um, <laughs> and Lukaku would always score. And I used to go into games against West Ham, and I used to think, I know they're a good top. I know they're a good side. I'm not going to sit here mm, and say West Ham bad side because they're not. And I'm really confident we're going to win this game. Yeah, because we had two people who just would score against West Ham. Yeah. It, was, it was unbelievable. Tim Cahill was the same. Yeah, okay, who would always score against us? It's like it's like that Millwall thing, you know. It's like just yeah, it was, and he's like, I think it was uh, like Chris Woods. Chris Woods always scores against us, and it's like in, uh, the best. The best bit of news last last year was bloody Glenn Murray retiring because Glenn Murray literally, you know, what team he played for would score against us always, and him retiring was the best thing we ever did. We ever did. Um, 
But yeah, oh, who's who's the other one? Oh, I can't remember. Loads of people score against Rash, Rashford always scores against us. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, okay, so put Jelovic in, and I'm going to have to put Tony Cotty in. I'm going to have to put TC in, because I saw him the other day. <laughs> And I was telling you a Woody about this. <laughs> you better fucking put a shoe in, otherwise it'll be trouble. And I'm seeing him in two weeks' time. So, um, so T6, because I mean, he, the man scored goals, scored goals yeah. of fun, you know, proper, yeah. proper striker, proper old school striker. And, uh, you know, don't, you don't get many of them anymore now. Do you know what I mean? It's like that sort of Jermaine Defoe, Tony Cotty, sort of just fox in the box, isn't it? It's all about clever forwards now, isn't it? I'm- I was I was asked about this the other day. Um, somebody said to me, "Who do you think the sort of last fox in the box is?" And I looked at the Premier League now, and I think the Premier League's just different the way people play. Mm. You know, I think they think they're very different with the way they play. And I I actually come out and said, you know, I might have to go back as far as someone like a Van Nistelrooy or a Michael Owen or a mm. because. They just, they just, they just don't happen anymore. They just don't no. happen anymore. No, it's like I mean, even like yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like even like I mean, Def- I mean, something Defoe still bangs him in for Rangers, doesn't he? This at the moment. So, but I think him. I think you got like Chicharito. There was like a whole spate, not spate of them, but there was a whole sort of level of them. And now you don't get them anymore. I mean, I mean Danny Ings. They used to be Danny Ings, but he's now he's more of a forward rather than a strut. You know, it's like even like. Vardy, I suppose. Yeah, he sort of does like still wants to join in with a play. Mm. Cotty never got out of the 16 yard box, you know what I mean? But he didn't need mm. to be. No. Ball was coming in, he'd score. Um, but yeah, we managed it. I don't know how the fuck we did it, but we managed it. Look at that. Not it's not a bad side. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. I'll take I'll take that. It's solid. And we could have mm. we could have David Burrows, we could have had um don't forget about George Kitchen uh in goals or sub goal, Ian Bishop, but he didn't yeah. he didn't really play many games for I should have put Bitch Bishop. Really got a retweet. No, it's all right. Just change it. Change it might, and uh, change yeah, it. Might change change might it. Change it. <laughs> yeah, I might change it. He might not. He won't watch it. No, I won't. I, won't. I put him on the bench. I put Bish on the bench. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, white man, it's been, it's been a pleasure. 48 minutes has flown by without even trying. Mate, it always does when it's just me and you, mate. It last, time, last time we was on video together, we were ranting about uh, the Super League. Oh, the greedy six. I'm trying to get Dave on, actually, funny enough. Dave and all the others. But yeah, no, it's uh, oh yeah, it's uh, the old super six. That that that, that went a bit weird, didn't it? That, that... <laughs> what the it's fuck happened with all that anyway? I'm so glad that burst. Yeah. There's some it's it's one particularly from like an Everton fan, because obviously with Liverpool, you know, you must have gone <laughs> like it t- probably took the moral high ground slightly there. So <laughs> you and your Henry's and no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was difficult for me because I'm not, I'm not saying Everton are bigger than Arsenal because we're, we're not. Yeah. But I certainly think we're bigger than Spurs. And <laughs> when, when, when Spurs got included in this top six thing, I thought you're having a laugh. You know, yeah. I appreciate you finished higher than us on average over the last ten years, but we've been established for 120 years. You know, you, yeah. you. You've won, I think they've won two titles, Everton have won nine, we've won more FA Cups, we've won a, a European, I just I just sat there and just thought, I, I can't believe. Uh, I couldn't, I, that was the one, I think that was the one, they were, da, 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 and Tottenham, and that was one, what, Tottenham, you know, even Arsenal, you're right, you're fair, you know, Arsenal have this sort of, you know, prestige, you know, old, you know, this sort of a, 
you know, sort of a, a legacy. But Spurs, yeah, it, it, it should have been, it should have been Leicester rather than Spurs. Should have been, yeah. Should have been, should have been, should have been. But I don't, then Leicester's owners would never have even thought about it, would they? No, because they actually give a toss about the community yeah. and fans. And... They're the only ones who fucking spending any money at the moment. Well, they're in Villa. Yeah, well, it, it concern. I mean, I, I think Grealish is going. So, I, I, oh yeah, no, I, I said yeah. I'm de- he's, he's, de- he's gone, and he? he's gone to he's, he's going go to go to City, and he. And that's why they're spending money. That's why Burundi has come into the club. But yeah. It does make me laugh that they're being linked with, like, you know, Smith Rowe. They've got Burundi out. I think who else have they been linked with? Oh, they've been linked with some decent players, Villa. Yeah. And then I look at Leicester, and they've done exactly what they usually do. They've gone and signed Samir, good, young, quick, aggressive player, just yeah. won a trophy. Yeah. They've they've already got a midfield that is Tillemans, Madison, Indeedy. And I look at that team, and I think Brendan Rodgers... You might be an ex-copite, mate, but you deserve a lot of credit for that. Oh, he does. Lots He's got. Credit. I mean, you look at their team; it's great. And he obviously they bought, they bought um, Bakayoko in, didn't they? They bought uh, Daka. I liked Daka. I, I went to West Ham. He's rapid, and so uh, he'll. he'll the, yeah, they do because I don't. I think Ian Acho hit a purple patch. Like, I yes, don't yeah, think yeah, you're right. Dog, but I don't. I don't think he's Vardy, and I think Vardy's just a yard too slow now. Yeah. It's a trouble when you rely on pace, isn't yeah. it? Same with Mickey Owen. When Mickey Owen's hamstrings went, same as Antonio, really. I mean, Antonio, literally, his hamstrings are like jelly. So, you know, he but he's not going to reinvent himself into a, a, a cultured left back. You know, he's not that's again. his that's his role. So, yeah, he's, yeah, remember, he's, he's done, he's done remember, the right backs, yeah. I remember him playing left back for Nottingham Forest. I can't believe yeah. it. Crazy, isn't it? We well, played right back and right wing back at West Ham, so there's no, there's no difference. But it's like he talks about Antonio when you still talk about you talk about Antonio and goes, "Oh, that thirty minutes against Wolves. That's what his his season has been defied for thirty minutes against Wolves, where he was like prime Ronaldo, and Brilliant. then he went off injured. But yeah, but he's only one goal off our top all school all, all, all time Premier League goal scorers now. Well, he'll do that, won't he? He'll, he'll do, do that. that. So he's 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 joint. He's joint with uh, and uh, joint. It's him and Mark Noble on forty eight, and Di Canio's on forty nine. Now, if they don't overtake them, we've had a sh- we've had an absolute shitter of a season. They'll just say that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mike. Uh, thank you very much, my friends. And obviously, guys, go over and check out uh, the Blue Boys Network. We'll we'll put the post in the thing, but make sure you check them out. Loads of lovely stuff about Everton. It's good to know what other people are thinking. I like listening to other show, other channels, other no, clubs. It's just interesting. But anyway, for myself and for Mark, take care, everyone. Uh, Mike, Mark. I was talking Mark, right? No, <laughs> for Mike, <laughs> take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those jabs. Come on, you irons. Up the toffees and come on, you irons. Come on, take. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.